Yoma Perkhes Mishnah Tes eight nine and the last of the Masechta. The topic here are various attitudes and actions that can be ma'akev tshuva that can inhibit or impede one's ability to do tshuva. The Mishnah says Haomer If a person says, "I'll do a sin and then I'll do tshuva," and then again he says, "I'll do a sin and then I'll do tshuva," so then ain't maspikim biyadulasos tshuva. They won't enable him in heaven the opportunity to do tshuva. That is to say that he won't have siyat deshmai, there won't be any sort of assistance from heaven that will prompt him or aid him to do tshuva. The idea here is that if a person does an avera and a second time does an avera with this, in this way, so by the second time the whole thing's become a big game, it's as if it's, it's not really forbidden to him. And that being the case, he won't be motivated to do tshuva and it's just not going to happen. In other words, we're not saying that a person can't do tshuva. Tshuva is always acceptable before Hashem, and a person who does tshuva certainly will be accepted and will become cleansed, etc. But the point here is that both psychologically as well as as far as hashkacha goes, there won't be an assistance from heaven or a likely ability from to do tshuva because of his attitude. Now, the focus here seems to be that he's doing it twice, echtav ashuv, and then again echtav ashuv, which would mean it's very possible that if he just says a one-time echtav ashuv, the pshat would be that, of course, by having the attitude before he does the sin, I'm only doing the sin because I can do tshuva afterwards, that certainly um, is not just wrong, but actually is also ma'akev tshuva, the Gemara clearly says explicitly that if a person even says one time, echtav ashuv, that's um, one of the things that are ma'akev tshuva, uh, inhibited from doing tshuva. The difference is, of course, that at least if he if he wants to do tshuva, well, we won't, he, he used the possibility of doing tshuva as the tool that enabled him to do his avera, because he wouldn't have done it, perhaps, if he didn't know he could do tshuva afterwards. So to that extent, he's not deserving of the opportunity to do tshuva. But um, it hasn't yet become nasa like it's permitted to him in his head psychologically, and certainly Hashem always sounds ready to receive his tshuva, so very possibly if he does it just once, um, he certainly has a, a, a while well, it's ma'ake, if it does inhibit, he certainly could do tshuva much more easier than the second time, and at all events, of course, will be accepted. Similarly, the Mishnah says, Echte, if a person says, I will do the sin, v'yom ha-kippurim mechaper, and I don't have to worry because yom kippur will atone for this, Sin, no, it won't, says the Mishnah. Now, when we say no, it won't, Yom Kippur certainly will be machaper to anyone who does tshuva. The idea here, again, very similar to the first line of the Mishnah, is if a person goes into the Avera with the attitude that it's just a free for all and a game and Yom Kippur will solve my problems, so then he won't either have the psychological drive or and or and the motivation or input or hashgacha from heaven to prompt him to do tshuva in the first place. Um, this is so similar in pshat to the first line of the mission that according to the Tosh Yomtov, the actual pshat here is he says, the same idea that actually he does it and then does it again a second time. And that's why Yom Kippur is not going to help him, not because Yom Kippur couldn't help him. Yom Kippur certainly, the actual Itzumo on the day itself is machaper on Shavim, whoever does tshuva. But again, and because it's Nas Keheter, it became like a, the thing's not even really forbidden in his mind because he has a sort of like, it's just a game. And that being the case, he won't come to do tshuva properly, therefore he won't be deserving of the kapara that Yom Kippur could afford him had he done tshuva. The Mishnah continues and says, Averish bin Adam Lamakum. When you're talking about sins that are between a person and Hashem, Hamakom, 
is a reference to Hashem, the omnipresent, the eternal, ever-present Hashem. He's called HaMakom because he is the place of the world, so to speak, as opposed to the world being a place for him because he's outside of space and time. So then, Yom HaKippur Mechaper. Uh, Yom Kippur will atone for anybody who does tshuva. Always don't forget to insert that in the shot here. Anyone who does tshuva comes Yom Kippur. He will be atoned when it comes to his affairs between Hashem and him because Hashem loves him and wants to accept him, of course. However, Averosh bin Adam Lechavero, if you're talking about a Avera, some kind of transgression that implicated hurting another person, that fellow Jew, let's say, um, is a victim of, let's say, uh, either of, of some kind of crime, you broke his window, you stole his money, or even if you insulted him, just said words that hurt his feelings. In all those cases, Ein Yom Kippur Mechaper. Yom Kippur alone will not atone Ad es chavero, until one first appeases his fellow. So that is to say that Yom Kippur alone um, is sort of Hashem's reacceptance of you. But if the relationship between you and your fellow Jew is damaged, then you still are sullied by that, being the agents of that damage and have to remedy it first. There's no going around it. It's sort of, you can imagine, uh, it's analogous to me, you know, breaking your window, then saying, I'm really sorry about your window. And then you say, okay, good. And now that's 50 bucks. You say, I'm not going to pay for the window. I'm just sorry I did it. What does that mean? You're sorry you did it. You have to rectify the issue as well. So you have to rectify the issue with your fellow um, who's been damaged or hurt by you. And therefore, that has to come first. And then one would have to do also, in addition, do tshuva. Um, in the normal process of tshuva, those three steps, as well as the vidui, because, of course, with every... Avera bin Anlachavero, when you hurt your fellow, is also, Hashem also said not to do it, and therefore it's also an Avera bin Anlumako. Now, uh, on this, Esu Darash Rabbi Eliezer ben Azaria. Rabbi Eliezer ben Azaria, not Eliezer, but Elazar ben Azaria, he actually has a drasha to support this idea that it only is between you and Hashem bin Anlumako, issues that can be atoned with Tshuva and Kippur alone. Um, but if a person, a fellow, Jew was involved, you would need to actually appease him as well. Because the Pasuk says, Mikol Hashem Titaro. The Pasuk says, um, on Yom Kippur you'll be cleansed from Mikol all of your sins Lifnei Hashem that are before Hashem. His drush is Averish bin Arun Lamakum, if it's between you and Hashem, then Yom Kippur Machapar, Yom Kippur can atone for those. But Averish bin Arun Lachavero, those aren't just Lifnei Hashem, those are before your friend as well. Ain Yom Kippur Machapar, Yom Kippur alone can't be Machapar. Won't be mechaper until Ajiratas Khavero, until you appease your friend. Now finally as the Masechta ends, the Mishnah says Amarabi Yakiva, Ashrechem Yisrael. Rabbi Yakiva points out how fortunate the Jewish people are. And now he's gonna have a bit of a double language here. Um, he's gonna say Lifne Miatem Mitarin, before whom do you purify yourselves? U mi mitareschem, and who purifies you? That double expression is because that tshuva can really come from two starting points. Either it could be that a person is motivated by his own self, his his sense of propriety, his love of Hashem, his fear of onish, and therefore he he's motivated to want to rectify himself and do tshuva, so it comes from him. That's great. Um, but sometimes a person isn't sufficiently moved um, or able to bring himself to do tshuva alone. He needs help from heaven, and Hashem prompts him to do tshuva, putting thoughts feelings into him that, that prompt him to do tshuva. So sometimes the, the starting point is his own internal motivation, 
pulling himself up by his bootstraps. And sometimes it's Hashem prompting him, so to speak, externally, giving the impetus um, to do the tshuva. So there's a two drives there and two possible starting points. And that's really what's reflected here in these two stages of Rabbi Akiva, where he says it could be that lifne miatem mitarin, before whom do you purify yourselves? That is, uh, if you do it starting the motivation from your own self. And who purifies you? That's if Hashem is starting the process to mitar you. Who is that? Avichem It's your Father in Heaven, Shneemar. Now we're going to bring two Pesukim here. The first Pesuk will be a proof to that second idea that Hashem sometimes acts um, to purify you. He takes the leading role because He wants you to be cleansed and reestablish your relationship with Him. Shneemar, as the Pesuk says, V'zerakti aleichem maim tahorim. I will throw, I have thrown upon you the purifying waters and I purified you. And that Pasuk is a Pasuk in Yechezkel, Periklam and Vav, chapter 36 in, in Yechezkel, which is preceded um, by an idea, a few Pesukim before, where Hashem says, not for your sakes, Ani Osa, Beis Yisrael, I'm not doing this for the Jews, Ki'im, rather, Leshem Kachi, for my own name, my own sanctification, my own name, Asher Chilaltem Begoyim, that you have, you the Jews, have um, desecrated amongst the nations of the world. So Hashem does it for His sake, so to speak. That's the second case. Hashem prompts us to do tshuva because He wants us to be on the straight and narrow and be rectified. But other times, Va'omer, Mikveh Yisrael. Sometimes Hashem is referred to as a Mikveh Yisrael, a uh, you know, a mikvah for the Jewish people. That's when we jump into him, so to speak, returning to his arms, so to speak, motivated by our own actions. And that actually, that pasuk mikvah Yisrael is a is a reference. It's a pasuk in Yirmiya, Perak Yudalad, chapter fourteen of Yirmiya, and that is also preceded um, by psukim that suggests that it's us doing it um, because we want to return to Hashem. As the Pasuk says, says, Im avonenu anu vanu Hashem, aseleman shemecha ki rabo mushuvosenu lecha chatanu. We recognize we have sinned and we want to return to you and so we're motivated to do it. And therefore Hashem acts as the mikvah, so to speak, to purify us when we go to him. Ma mikvah matahar es hatameim, just as the mikvah, those purifying waters, will cleanse and purify um, Tuma. Afakadosh baruchu, so to Hashem, when we return to His embrace, so to speak, um, that reconnection to Hashem and immersing ourselves in that, that the Vekas, that reconnection to Hashem, is um, in and of itself, when we return to Hashem automatically, we are purified because Hashem is waiting for us to return to Him. And as soon as we do, doing our tshuva, immediately we are fully and entirely cleansed, um, to the extent we said in the previous Mishnah, there could be some other steps required, but Hashem is certainly waiting for us um, to return to Him, and uh, every time is a great time to do it. Yom Kippur is a special day, Miuchad, designated for Teshuva, but really a person should do Teshuva every day. It's very important, um, and in fact, perhaps the most important thing of all. And with that, we finish Meseches Yuma. Kolakavot, everyone who stuck it out to the end, and Bez Hashem next. Mesaches Sukkah.